Fun guy, what's up, baby? What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. Welcome back, beautiful people. This is another episode of High Vertical. We're still doing it. I am here, your host, Nick, with my co-host and dear, dear good friend, Eric. Eric. What's up, people? We have people. some news. We don't have a ton of NFL news this week, but there is a bunch of other stuff. It's a good news week for anything that wasn't the NFL. Um, mm. So let's uh, let's just start off the conversation with uh, how many cocktails do you think Tiger Woods had before his car accident? What's the only under? Just the completely transparent. This is all alleged activity. This is uh, all uh, I heard hearsay. I heard that the uh, the investigators didn't think that he had anything to drink. They said alcohol was a non-factor in the in the crash. That's also what I heard. Yeah, that's that's probably the most surprising aspect of it. Yeah, he's just a shitty driver. It looks like. Yeah. Apparently, he was going really fast. Right. That was also a thing. Well, I I only remember from the article that his car flipped a couple times and he broke his leg in like two places. Well, in all seriousness, luckily nothing life threatening. That's good. Don't yeah, know what it means but, for his career, but yeah. People were like talking about him, like on sports radio and stuff. Like he died. Like Tiger Woods was the greatest ever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because at first I just saw that it was a car crash, and then yeah, it became such a big deal. And I'm like, did this guy fucking? Is he like okay? Is he gonna die? And like he got hurt for sure. As he definitely what typically like broke his leg. In a car accident. Yeah, you know, I've been there before. Not fun, but yeah. he's gonna be okay. He'll walk again. He'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be able to golf effectively, but I golfed earlier this week and i granted i'm not very good at it at all but you know i have broken probably 15 bones in my body and i can do it just fine so i think give him a year or so and he'll be fine it's he'll not, be okay it's not the end of the world it's good if anything it's good news that he's alive and has all of his motor functions and all that shit so mm-hmm. why don't you calm the fuck down sports media you're already here anyway first. anyway premier league we have more games Premier this week. League. Premier League and uh, Champions League. Premier okay. League is still looking like the same table. Man City I, I mixed them up. I mixed them oh. up. I meant, to, I meant to say Champions League first. But we can get into Premier League as well since I fucked it up. So as far as Champion Leagues go, like the big surprise of the week was Chelsea and Atletico. Chelsea won yeah. uh, 1-0 on a VAR goal. That was first ruled offsides, then they went to VAR, then they ruled it um, onsides and gave the the uh, goal to Chelsea, which is a big goal too because it is an away goal, which we yes. do all know the away goal rules, which are they are the tiebreaker, which I hate the away goal rule and just sucks. Um, but yeah, Atletico, I'm shocking that they lost. Um, they're not out of it, obviously. They have one more leg. So they got to go play in Chelsea, but big, 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 uh, not, not a good, not good for, they had zero shots on target. They only shared, they only had 36 possession, 36% of the possession. They did not play a good game. So I expect them to come out and play at least somewhat decent, um, yeah. the, uh, round two of this leg. 
Yeah, that is ugly. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So, I mean, it is, granted, it's an away goal, but it's only one, so it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, you can dig yourself uh, out of that hole. Byron totally destroys his uh, Lazio, 4-1. to one. Real Madrid beat Atalanta 1-0, and Man City beat Bach, uh 2-0. So, good week for me. Yeah. And I uh, believe is it in two weeks we start the second legs, and that would be the first couple games would be Juventus versus Porto, Dortmund versus Sevilla, PSG versus Barcelona, and Liverpool versus Lipsing. So we'll get those games going again. Yeah. Bad news so, for Liverpool but, this week, too. Jordan Henderson is going to be out for the next few yeah. months with an injury. Yeah. Um, they just keep mounting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not a great year for Liverpool. Yeah, the year from hell. Year from hell, indeed. After a fucking fantastic year, um, year prior, if you take the calendar year from June of 2019 to June of 2020, um, and like it look, right now, I'm year. looking at the Premier League standings. I, I don't see any team catching Man City at this point. Man City is, has uh-huh. 62 points, and the next closest teams are Man Man United and Leicester City with 49 points. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting seeing who manages to uh, if West Ham can get. Into... It's crazy that West Ham is right there, looking like they're going to get a, a Europa League spot. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I mean, they as yeah. of right now, they're in position for a Champions League spot. Um, yeah, which so they they have to manage to hold on to that. Granted, yeah. um, they it's have a, played one more game than games. everyone else. Yeah, um, and Man City just beat West Ham today. So yeah, it looks like right now that pe- teams vying for that fourth spot are Liverpool, Chelsea, and West Ham. West Ham has 45 points, Chelsea has 43 points, and Liverpool has 40 points. Yeah. Gotta get our shit together. Liverpool plays Sheffield, so they should win, but, (laughs) you know, who... who As you know. Yeah, as as has been the theme this year, and at least the last four games, that is far from a sure thing. Yeah. So, So that's all I got for Champions League and Premier League stuff. Yeah, um, we'll get into the NBA. What what are you feeling, Eric? Do you want to discuss the status of your team coming off a big win, or do you want to go straight into the politics and hit that later? I'm going to hit the Heat stuff first. Heat are on a five-game road uh, – I'm sorry, five-game win streak. Last yeah, they beat night, the Jazz beating, at home, right? Beating the Jazz at home in a great game. If people can go watch the House of Highlights of that, like that was a really competitive game. Felt like a playoff game. Everybody was playing in playoff, um, in playoff mode. Spo coached his best game of the season. Jimmy played, scored thirty-two, his season high. And it, and well, this can all lead up into the politics. It is insane that both Bam and Jimmy Butler are not in the All Star game. Are not even selected in, as All Star reserves. It's disrespectful. I hope it fuels the flames because both of these guys are playing at extremely high levels right now. I would say, and this and the Heater right now in the mix. Where I think we're like what tied for the seventh seed right now. I mean, everybody. Yeah, who no, needs you guys to are lose uh, is fifth seed. You guys are tied for the fifth yeah. seed with the uh, the Knicks and the Celtics, which one of those teams doesn't belong. Yeah, but. so it's looking the Heat are turning it around. Goran is finally healthy. We're still without Tyler Hero, of course, but 
what can we do about that? Yeah, um, I th- I would have Jimmy Butler in over Ben Simmons. Although Jimmy, I guess, did miss a, a couple games, but still not that many. Miss, yeah, not and, that uh, many, but he did miss games. Um, I would definitely put Bam in over um over Julius Randle and um, Vooch and Sabonis. But I get like looking at the stats. If you just look at points per game and shit and rebounds, and then I I guess I get it. But I don't know. I just think. Like in the case of Vooch and Julius Randle, those are like somewhat empty stats. Extremely, like Vooch is playing on a team with nobody. So is so is Julius Randle. Like those two guys are like the best players on those teams. While Bam is like he is, I would say you could there, there is an argument that he is more talented than Jimmy, but Jimmy is obviously the lead dog of the pack. But the yeah. Heat, are, I mean, they're like we're coming back. I mean, it, we still got tough games ahead. Like I think this Jazz game was like a really good indication of how like this little home stand that we have uh, can yeah. play out because we have a back to back. Not a back. Is it back to back? No, but yeah. we have a little two game series with the Hawks coming up tomorrow. Uh, yeah, which is going to be big for us because we need to get those two wins, and then we play the Pelicans, who are red hot. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about so. them. How their red hot streak really kicked off. <laughs> Yeah, against um, you know who? <laughs> against the team that I call my team. Um. Uh, yeah. Did you I, see? Oh, go ahead. Did you, sorry, but did you did you see this Jeremy Jeremy Lin story? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up a bit. Um. So he basically, I read his statements basically about um racism against Asian Americans and. How that's and by the way, Asian hate work. crimes are, I think, up 700% or something absurd. Like, there's, like, a lot of, like, um, in the Bay Area especially, like, a lot of cases of assault on elderly Asian people. Like, yeah, brutal assault. Fucking terrible. Cowardly shit. Thing you, yeah. That you can think so, of, like, you know, not beyond just the, the hate crime aspect of it, which is obviously terrible. Like, you're attacking elderly people. Like, what the fuck? You know, just just pussies. That's it. Yeah. Cowards. But also, this incident happened in my hometown of Orlando, Florida. (laughs) In Orlando, that would have happened before all the shutdown and everything like that. Orlando is just, you know, you get get in the certain neighborhoods and it's 1842. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. Um. um, and I don't, I don't, agree, I don't yeah, agree with, good. with people. Like, I guess he's at least, according to him, from his statements, I haven't seen anything that indicates that people are pushing back on this at all. But he came out with a statement either earlier today or maybe it was yesterday or something about how him bringing this up. You know, like some people have said to him that it distracts from the other issues and that they should all rally around one issue. And I think in certain instances, I, I get that logic. Um, but the issue seems to be like systemic racism in general. And so Jeremy Lin's just bringing up his side of it, especially I think yeah. when hate crimes have gone up as significantly as they have. And, and just, you know, one of the most vulnerable sections of that population are, mm-hmm. are getting attacked. You know, he has the right to speak up just as everyone else has the right to speak up about what's going on in their community. So, so. the incident that occurred was apparently that um, some Jeremy Lin was called coronavirus during a game in the G League bubble in Orlando. 
is unimaginative. And Lin, un, yeah, and somebody, and he apparently he, he's not naming or shaming anyone. He just wants to know that, <clears throat> just wants to get it out there, which I think is, I think it's fine because like when, if he said, oh, it was this person, like that ruins that guy's fucking life. Right. I think it's a very classy move by Jeremy Lin not to name the person who said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, because it, also it's like it's it's not far fetched that somebody said this. By the way, like oh, I can, no. I totally believe that this definitely happened. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Montrez Harrell, you know, with the bitch ass white boy thing to Luka Doncic uh, last year and all that. Like these things are said on the basketball court. And they're saying in the competitive spirit and they're saying it to get under your skin for sure. But I doubt that they mean it in a way of like, they, no, I don't think tr- so either. I think they, it's just uh, all track. It's all, it's all head games, man. Yeah. It's all head games. So I think it's, you know, it's good that Jeremy Lin comes in, speaks up. And like you're saying, he doesn't single the guy out. Cause he's basically saying like, Hey, don't say that if you're going to talk shit, like that's not cool yeah. because of this. And and shout out to Jeremy Lin, dude. He's he is. I gotta com- amend, like commend him. Like he has been a constant professional throughout his whole career, even after the Lin sanity stuff when it kind of just died down. He's always been like a really classy like NBA player. Like play, he went to go play in China, but now he's back playing in the G League. Because okay. also he should be on the he should be on the Warriors starting team. But I think something happened to where like at the deadline something didn't go through so don't so he had to play on the G League team for a certain amount of time it's like a whole thing with him but he's always been like one of the like the more professional like and also he's like a good face for like Asian basketball players like he's a really he good face for that like for that subgroup of NBA players yeah he's a hooper through and through dedicated to the game and uh yeah i've always enjoyed listening to him speak and uh Lynn Sanity, that was a fun couple weeks. So that was awesome, dude. Lynn Sanity was that. Good. Yeah, it was. That was a crazy moment in time. Put Mello in his place for like a couple weeks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's got this like what is six two kid from Harvard or whatever. Just like six two no Chinese thought, kid from Harvard. Yeah, no one thought anything <laughs> of him. He's just fucking saucing on everyone for just like a month. <laughs> yeah, and awesome. then it just injuries and all that got in the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, on top of Asian American racism uh, in the basketball world, the uh, red hot Utah Jazz got some red hot uh, race allegations against their executive, which I oh, yeah, I, I only read a, a little bit about, but I, I don't know if I got the full scope of it. But wasn't it basically like was it was the executive saying something fucked up to Paul Millsap? Was that what it was? Or, I believe so. I think that's yeah, what it was. Let me said something like, "I'll yeah, pull up the quote." I I think he said something like, "I'll send your black ass back to Louisiana," which is you know, professionally inappropriate, at least. Well, so, apparently he's denying all of this right now. So yeah, is, but yeah, you have to deny. It. You can't be like, "Yeah, I said that." Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it was Elijah Millsap, not Paul Millsap. Elijah Millsap. Okay. Um, are Elijah Millsap and Paul Millsap related by any chance? That's kind of like I a weird do. last name. I don't know how many Millsaps there are in the world. But um, uh, I, I thought it yep, was like... It's his brother. They are. Paul is his brother. Oh, yep. that's cool. Um, so 
I I don't really know how like racially charged it was. It, this, if I were to guess, and I wasn't there, maybe it was racially charged. But I, it seems hard to be like racist in the basketball world. I mean, Donald Sterling might have something to say about that, but it it's really it just seems so dumb if you're like going to like carry racial biases with you in the in the basketball world if you're a white guy at least i mean like being straight up if you're a black player you can hold whatever racial biases you want like you have kind of the the power as players there but white people is really really gotta be you know careful and conscientious with what you say i i wonder when you're like in like when you're a high executive in like the NBA, you like yeah. you have to be careful. But like constantly, when you're like in the arena or on any NBA premises of like what you're saying. So yeah, it's, and, and it's hard. I wonder almost if it's like if it's like a case of him being too comfortable, maybe you know, like oh, a white guy sure. that gets a little bit oh, too yeah. comfortable. Oh, and he's yeah. like, oh, I can say this. Isn't that like yeah. what oh, what it always is though? Like the white guy is just right. like. Too comfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, it, it. Speaking as a white guy, it, it can definitely happen. You think like, oh, I can say this thing to this person, and they'll get that I'm joking. But they, I mean, they made it. They made a whole not. song about it. Heat in the moment. When you're in the heat yeah. of the moment. Heat white of the moment. Yeah. The heat. <laughs> he was in the heat of the moment. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, you just here's the thing. If you're white and listening to this, which I would say is pretty likely unless you're our friend jordan then he's pretty white which he's also pretty white he's at least partially white so you you just don't say that shit at work just don't say it at work if it like just if you want to make a joke like that you gotta be a hundred percent sure it's gonna land you gotta make a hundred percent sure it's gonna be interpreted as a joke when you're an executive for a, a multi-million dollar nba franchise probably keep those jokes pretty close to the vest i i wouldn't necessarily joke too much about shit like that because uh it could backfire on you like it does now here's my thing though i'm going to take it to the conspiracy corner i think it's quite funny that the jazz had supplanted the lakers as the top team in the west you know going controversy free and all that and the moment someone Mm. takes the crown that's mm. when the bad publicity starts rolling. Isn't that funny? Is this a C drop? Isn't, is this a C drop? This is a C drop. Isn't that, isn't, that just, <laughs> isn't that just so weird that there's a team in the West better than the Lakers and then something comes out that could possibly derail their whole season? Isn't that strange? Isn't the timing yeah. strange on that? Especially since this happened years ago. Years yep. and years and years and years and years ago. And the Lakers yeah. just so happened to have been mired like in a 40 and losing streak. 2014, 2016, I think this had all apparently yeah. occurred. It's a long time ago. It's a long time to be sitting on this. I just think it's very, very strange that the Lakers, the poster child of the NBA, just so happened to be going through a rough patch, and the team that's directly benefiting from that rough patch now has a scandal. That's just really strange. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I, I, I feel like you're, you're, you're onto something. But I, I would like say I, I would put the blame on uh that dirty, stinky, shiny, tan rat Rob Palinka. That's yeah. why I'm pointing the finger at. If well, that guy's really going to do this, fucking sleazeball. Yeah, that's Robbie the guy who leaked all this. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the. That's the thing too. He's the agent. 
All right. So he yeah. knows all the dirt. Who knows? Oh, yeah. He knows all the dirt. That you got to be careful of agents. Yeah. And that's why you got to be nervous about Leon Rose in New York. All right. Those guys yeah. are all agents are They're sleeping. Sharks. You have to be. You have to be to be good at your yeah. job. So especially if you're like a, a GM of like an NBA sports team, you, like you're going to make some dirty, like sleazy moves. Like when you trade somebody like that is like a sleaziest thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Like trading, like trading anybody or cutting somebody that is like you got to be like cart. Yeah, your cart has to be stone. Yeah. But Nick, it, bef- okay. before we get on to this NFL stuff, I have like a little game for us to play. What, what do you game. It's called Is He Available? This is oh. a tra- trade deadline game. I'm just going to name a bunch of players. You tell me if he's available or not okay. based on the information that we have now, based on their team's records that, that mm-hmm. were starting today, February 27th, 2021. I'll start off with the biggest name. Bradley Beal. Is he available? The Washington Wizards have won five straight games uh, after their uh, embarrassing loss to the Clippers. They've been they've been hot. The the they've been playing great. I got to give it to Russell Westbrook. He's been playing uh, some solid minutes for the for the Wizards. Is Bradley yeah. Beal available, Nick? Uh, not at this time. Not okay. at this time. I think Washington will actually be aggressive buyers at the deadline to try their best to see what they can, what like what peak they can take this team to. I think yeah. they will try to build I, I, around this Russ and Beal um, core and add a third piece to that. Yeah. Zach Levine, is he available? First time All Star, by the way. Ooh, Deservedly I, so. He's scoring twenty eight points per game. He's playing Yeah. He's playing he's playing big. I agree with that selection. Um I I mean, at the right price, but I am selling like if I were the Bulls, I would definitely sell and sell high. So oh yeah. Um, I think this is a you could sell Zach Levine at his highest. He will not you will not get more for him like after after the trade deadline, it's just his value will go down. Yeah, and if no, you're Chicago, no doubt about it. If you're Chicago, you're a, another one of those franchises that's in the unique position. I mean, first off, they just need to turn it around. I understand that, but they are ultimately at the end of the day like chasing banners. Like them just turning it around yeah. isn't good enough for that fan base. So yeah. you have to ask yourself how like what is the peak of this team with Zach Levine being you know the number one or even number two option on it. It's probably not that high. So I would trade high on him. Get as many assets as you can. Hopefully get a good young player as well as picks and Mm -hmm. try to keep building. Kyle Lowry, is he available? Yes. Wow. Okay. He is available. He's he's soon to be 35 years old, and that contract, what is 30 million? yeah, I think it's like thirty-five, some, some like, some crazy, yeah. some crazy. So yeah, it's time to move on from him. If somebody wants to give you some assets, because he's, I think he's gone no matter what after this year. So just try yeah. to try to move him. Kristaps Porzingis is he available? Um, again for the right price, he is he is available. Um, I don't think you just give him up if you're Dallas. I think. Dallas and Washington could be good trade partners in this case mm, where they could trade Porzingis to be that uh, third star on the Wizards and maybe Dallas could get back, you know, like Davis Bertans and Rui Hachimura, maybe some other young pieces, maybe some picks or something like that. Uh, I don't mm. think his trade value is that high because the injuries have been a problem again. Yeah. 
but I think that you could get like Bertans and Hachimura potentially to uh, to kind of surround Luca with, um, and then you can use those contracts in Dallas to trade for another star. Because uh, I I just don't know if you if the Porzingis Doncic pairing is gonna work. No, it just based look like off it is. of. Porzingis' durability. Like you need to have someone there that's going to be consistently helping out with with uh, yeah. Luca. The good thing for Washington is they can afford to take the risk because they kind of need to push all the chips in anyway. So you're just hoping you get yeah. one healthy run or two healthy runs out of Porzingis. Uh, but even if he goes down, you still got Russ and you still got um, Beal. So you could hopefully yeah. weather the storm. Victor Oladipo is he available? Yeah, I mean, if I were the Rockets, yes, he would be. But I think the Rockets are so fucked that he's not really available. Um, mm. I it just, like that trade involving Karis LeVert and James Harden and all that it just made no fucking sense at all from yeah. Houston's perspective. Yeah. Like it made sense to get rid of James Harden and try to get some assets back, but you got like Oli. I got you got to give it. You got to give it up to like James Harden's agents, like. That was a terrible trade for the Houston. They had and they yeah. were put in the position to where they had no choice but to accept that trade. Like Yeah. But yeah, and they they've just fucked it up something awful. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they should sell on him because it seems pretty clear that he doesn't want to stay there. And maybe yeah. they they've under they've come to understand that and over the next month they'll be taking calls and seeing what they can get, but I, I'm just not so sure with the Rockets. I mean, I would say yes, he probably is available to some extent, but I wouldn't he be is surprised on the at the Rockets them. He is on a $21 million expiring contract. Yeah, and he could help so, some team. I mean, he hasn't played yeah. terrible this year, so. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think the Heat are also in this mix for the Olin Depot trade, and I would not be a fan of it. I don't know. That's just me. But these next two players, if you told me the Heat were training for, I'd be like, okay, all right, all right, I see you. John Collins, is John Collins available? Yeah, I think he is. Um, I think he is, and I think there's going to be a lot of teams interested because the contract's great. Uh, You are going to have to extend him, but he's a restricted free agent, so you can match any offer, so there's less less possibility of him leaving. Um, You just have to be really certain that he's your guy going forward. Um, and I, I'm, I mean, I just don't see any way Atlanta plans on retaining him. Every indication is that they plan to let him walk, so yeah. they don't want to pay him. Man, so I think they the Heat and nice Celtics are him. in on it. Oh, yeah. Um, last player on this list, Lori Markinen. Is he yeah. available? Yeah, again, no, no indication the Bulls plan on re signing him. Doing yeah. having anything to do with them, I think his trade value is pretty low now too. Yeah, that's why I think if the Heat or, or I think even if the Heat or Celtics miss on John Collins, I think the backup plan is probably Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, because I if think you so put up their well. stats, his stats are I would not, they're pretty comparable. He he's scoring more points, he's averaging one less rebound than uh, John Collins, but they're pretty comparable right now, and they're both young players on rookie contracts, so. Yeah, that's the thing. You can fit them into, uh, like, if you're the Celtics, you can fit him into that big trade exception and still have a lot of room to play with, too. Um, but, yeah, you definitely want to go for Collins, though, because Collins, I think, is on the better deal. And, 
And that's he's just the better player too. He's got more potential. I think Markinen, this is kind of what he is. I think he'll be a a good off the bench kind of, you know, stretch yeah. forward, get some buckets and all that. I think that's like yeah. when he's gonna be at his best, that'll be his role. I don't think you want him necessarily as a starter on a legit contending team. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry, we have two more players, and I think one of these is definitely gone. Lonzo Ball, is he available? Yes, he's available. Yeah, I think so too. And I think again, I think a team that I saw that people were talking about him going to or being traded to were the Knicks, and I actually like mm. that move. Yeah, that's actually that's a good because I think I think I think the Pelicans can get definitely something back. A, a player that they could immediately use with the Knicks because they have so many young players. I'll be honest. I saw so. a trade earlier uh, today, a trade suggestion uh, for the Celtics with Kemba Walker and a second round pick for Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick. And I don't know if you that would it? work, but I, I would take that. I would take that. I mean, that. Kemba just had a big ass game last night. I mean, he pretty much won the he game did. for you guys. Yeah, he was great. I mean, I love. I don't. I'm not necessarily in a huge rush to trade Kemba or anything, but for the right price, it makes sense. I mean, basically, you have to ask yourself if he's worth that contract number. Um, yeah, that's the only thing because I like if I if we had Kemba on the team for like ten million less dollars or ideally even less than that, I'd love the deal. But I just don't think the value is there. We're paying we're paying him a max player contract when mm-hmm. he's, you know usually our third best option granted last night he was our best option but yeah i don't know i just it's i don't think it's there consistently enough all right and the last player and i think this is a really intriguing player is michael porter jr available nuggets are on a skid right now nuggets aren't playing so hot like i would say like they're kind of in the heat situation to where like they're obviously an extremely talented team they did play really hard in the bubble, so you can tell like that really did take a toll on them as far as health goes. Mm-hmm. And Michael and I and I, I honestly I I like Michael Porter Jr. a lot as a prospect player. So is he yeah. available, Nick? I think for a star player trade, he's available. I think that um, I don't know exactly. Obviously, I don't know exactly what the conversations were between the Nuggets and Rockets, but I would not have had qualms about trading Michael Porter Jr. for James Harden. Um, I wouldn't even really have qualms with trading Michael Porter Jr. for Bradley Beal when he becomes available, if, if that still happens. Um, mm. But I, I think he's only available for a legitimate star player, um, not just like Zach Levine level or anything like that, like Bradley Beal, James Harden, like superstar level player um you you can include him in a package and feel safe about that i just don't think we're gonna see a real superstar deal at the deadline this year yeah i don't think so either yeah so yeah, that's I, uh that's i don't even think moves yeah so all right um some good stuff i really do hope that i think the heat are definitely in the mix to make a trade i hope it's for a power forward i think pj tucker has been in that conversation as far as a player the heat are interested in sign or training for that's another good consolation prize if collins doesn't come through yeah because john collins would be is i think to me the jewel of this yeah of the trade market just because the value is so yeah that's the biggest name i see and if you're atlanta you trade him now because yeah you of course because he's gonna walk anyway you might as well just get what you can from him this is where you can get the best value for him um, especially with the Heat and the Celtics, like teams like that are desperate to kind of claw their way back into this thing. 
maybe even the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but the Bucks yeah, have like no assets too. left. So um, yeah. luckily, the Heat and Celtics have a couple things that they can throw the, the Hawks way to interest them. I don't really know if anyone from the West can make a play for John Collins. Um, maybe the Suns. I don't know. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I'll be keeping a, a close eye on that though, and seeing what the uh, teams get. But if if I'm the Celtics and Heat, I definitely don't. I wouldn't rush into it though. I know that it's going to be mm. tempting to rush into it, but you just have to have that feeling and kind of stick to your guns. Don't give up too much and. You know, the Hawks, really. as the closer it gets to the trade deadline, the more pressure the Hawks are going to feel. Because yeah. once it gets to the, if they don't make it past the deadline, then they got to trade him in the offseason. You'll get, you know, fuck all for him in the offseason. The best you can get is like a trade a player exception, like the Celtics got for Gordon Hayward, uh, which could come in handy. But you really, you got to, if you're the Hawks, you kind of got to move now. And so the Celtics and Heat and any other teams interested in John Collins should be aware of that. That, yes, you'll have to give up a little more than you would in the offseason. It might be worth it just to get him in the building, but you don't necessarily need to sell the farm for him right now because you could just wait till the offseason, take your chances, and have a pretty good shot at getting him for way less. For sure. Um, do you also yeah. want to talk about uh, LeBron and Zlatan's exchange through the media? Sure, we can talk about that. I mean, to me, it's like tale as old as time as it, as it comes to LeBron and I think any other conservative. I'm not even not sure if Zaltan's conservative or not, but hey, he's just LeBron. European, so, yeah, yeah Z- Zaltan came out during a press conference where he said that he thinks uh, athletes shouldn't uh, give their opinions about uh, politics. And LeBron, I think, had his sent his remarks today was that I'm never going to stop talking about stuff that matters to me or stuff that I'm never going to not bring up stuff that's totally wrong, which is the correct answer. So can I, I, can I, Zalt- yeah, sure, can I say something it. that will, that's going to sound bad, but just understand that I agree with LeBron in principle, disagree with Zlatan in principle, but I kind of appreciate that Zlatan, if what he means is like, I literally only know about soccer. So like, I am not going to pretend as though I'm like well versed in politics or anything like that. Um, I kind of appreciate that of someone being like, "Hey, actually, like I'm just going to stick to what I know." Um, I'm a big and idiot. That. And I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. So don't ask me. Exactly. Like I, I, I commend him for that. Um, but you, I mean, you also you have to know too. Like if you just stick to sports, you should also. Um, stick to not calling out other people for saying whatever the fuck they want to say. I mean, if LeBron is an athlete, but to his point, which he brought this up last night in his press conference, he's so much more too. Oh, uh, yeah. he, is, he is a more cultural icon. Athlete. Yeah. He runs a school. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he has like a, yeah, like LeBron, like don't like Zelda's like, like LeBron is, has a school for under, privileged children in Akron, Ohio. That's like a great school and stuff like it's not even it's it's crazy. And like they're giving out college scholarships and stuff like LeBron's yeah. on another level with his philanthropy. Like he is he's uh, he's doing it good. Yeah, like LeBron is way bigger for I mean, probably even world culture than Zlatan, definitely American culture, at least. Um, you know, he's and Zlatan, I know he was only here for like a year or two, but he should understand that like LeBron 
yeah, he's a basketball player, but he's managed to turn his career into something more. He is a megaphone for uh for his community. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a you know not a very well thought out. I, I just I get what Zlatan was trying to say. He fucked up when he brought up he when he put LeBron's name in it though. You fucked oh, up yeah. in that sense, you know. Like when, when certain, like when fucking bench players are like, oh, "I have something to say about politics." Like, all right, that's fine, say your piece, but whatever. Um, but LeBron's like he he when he has something to say, he actually has the resources to really act on policies and things of that nature. So, probably not the best person to bring up as an example because the example doesn't quite work. Um, yeah. Also, we'll we'll talk about my Celtics real quick before moving on to the NFL. <sighs> they won last night. They won last night, but it's been a. They've been skidding. They've been skidding. They they've been leaving a big skid mark. Uh, yeah, and also uh, Nick, I got it. I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Do the Celtics deserve to have two All Stars on? Uh, two All Stars. Yeah, yeah, they do. I gotta uh, disagree. Jalen Brown absolutely deserves it. One, no question. Give me one. I think. Jalen, that's it. Okay, that's it. Well, who do you? I'm just who, saying, as far who as who do you Perry, think I deserves? Who do you? Oh, think? Bam! Put Bam in there, Jimmy. Okay, come but, on, are you kidding me? Okay, but who are you really going to take Jason Tatum out of the All Star lineup to put Bam and Jimmy in when you could take out like Vooch and Julius Randall and I'm saying Juana if Sabonis it, and shit like that. I think that's kind of. You're no, looking at it in ridiculous. a sense of like that Jason Tatum's in the way of Bam when it's not that. It's people like Julius Randle and Ben Simmons and Vooch and Demonis Sabonis. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, their stats and their level of play all indicate that they belong. Do I think Jason Tatum should be an all-star starter being promoted with Kevin Durant's injury? No, I do not. But does he deserve a spot on the all-star team? Absolutely. And yes, Bam and Jimmy do deserve spots on the all-star team. I don't think Jason Tatum being on there distracts it off from that i think it's i think you got to go a little bit lower on the totem pole to to pull from there as to people that don't deserve to be there okay. not that any of these guys don't deserve to be there but there are people more deserving bam and jimmy i would include um at least bam for this year um yeah i i would i would have to disagree with you there i think jalen and jason are very deserving of their all-star spots this year controversy creates contra- conversation Yes, that's true. It does. It does. I can see why you think that, though. I mean, Jason, too, one thing going against Jason is he missed all that time for COVID. And since he got back from COVID, he's been, he has said that he's been more fatigued quicker and all that. And you could definitely tell. I mean, his his numbers are down pretty much across the board since he came back from COVID. Um, I also think that's related to just the burden that him and Jalen have been taking on this year. Once Marcus Smart went out, it really, really fucked with the uh, the rhythm of this team. Kemba was trying to ease his way back in. And it's just a it's what happens all the time with the Celtics. I mean, ever since um they traded away Isaiah Thomas, they brought bad juju amongst themselves. No one's ever been able to stay healthy for an extended period of time to really help them go on a legitimate run. And uh it always catches up with them. Guys are asked to do too much. Um the bench is always, you know, filled with a bunch of young guys that uh, aren't necessarily ready for the moment, aren't ready to carry the team through rough stretches. Um, last night, that was not the case. Um, Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard and um, even veterans like Jeff Teague 
uh, came up big for them. Aaron Neesmith's had some good moments. But Jason and Jalen through this stretch, while Kemba's getting back in his rhythm, while Marcus has been out, have been asked to do so much night in and night out. And they just don't have the consistent help that they need to ease the burden. And then that just creates more fatigue. And with the condensed schedule, it's just led to this team basically just looking worn out every time they step onto the floor. Um, Because the other guys are, Mm -hmm. even if they have energy, they're lost. And Jalen and Jason are just fucking like, you could tell physically and mentally exhausted. And now they got to play a bullshit all-star game. If the Celtics have a first round eggs in the playoffs, is Brad Stevens job in jeopardy I don't think so um I mean I've thought everything through this poor run of form um I I had nothing against firing Brad and I I still don't like if the organization doesn't believe in Brad anymore I don't necessarily blame them uh these fourth quarter collapses and the inability to close games out consistently is has become enough of a concerning trend since Kyrie's last year in Boston. It's been, we're on the second year of this now, basically of this being a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, sometimes you wonder if his personality just doesn't mesh with the team, you know, despite how great of a basketball mind he may be. Maybe there are many times where I feel like this team needs someone that's going to kick them in the, they need like a doc rivers to fucking scream at them to get them up yeah. and get them to actually start trying to play basketball. Um, last night, I felt like the team got the message. So that was encouraging. It shows that they haven't completely tuned him out. Um, but he did just sign that extension during the Heat series. Uh, Danny Ainge stands by him. I think Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens are just like, they're some of the most untouchable guys in the league at their respective roles. Like, it it just seems like the ownership group is willing to ride or die with these guys. So I, I don't think that Brad's really at any risk, even if they lose in the first round. But you never know. It it depends on how badly they lose, what it what happens yeah. between who now and then. To. Yeah, who they lose to, you know, what what is the temperature in the locker room after that shit goes down. A lot of things can happen between now and then. But I would say as of right now, his seat's still pretty cool. He'll be fine. It's something more of if this year ends up being a wasted year, they'll just have to make improvements to the roster and see if they're out next year. I mean, I yeah. I can't necessarily blame Brad all too much. I mean, I'd like to see more consistent effort from the team, but also when you look at the parts that he has available, I mean, do we really think this team's better than their record indicates? Like based off their their lineups, I mean, yeah, you got Tatum and Brown, but they're they're not really playmakers necessarily. Not yet. They're developing that aspect of their game. Kemba's not necessarily a playmaker. He's a score first guy. The guy that really helped set shit up was Marcus Smart, and last year Gordon Hayward helped out in that regard as well. So Gordon Hayward's gone. Marcus Smart's been gone for a couple weeks. Their lack of playmaking is showing. So that's why I think Alonzo Ball trade would be great because you have a guy that can set people up and he can knock down three-point shots and things of that nature, and he can play good defense, which is another thing that the Celtics haven't done this year. So 
that's basically where they're at. They blew that 24-point lead to the Pelicans. I didn't even watch the end of it. Once they once the Pelicans tied it up, I knew where it was going. Lost a heartbreaker to the Mavericks. That was just bad luck yeah. as well. Yeah, that was Luca. Luca just gone. Yeah, Luca, who like only hit one of those kind of shots last year, I think. He's, like, yeah, I he mean, hits. his his three point shooting has been awful this season, so yeah. that was like a rare. Then he plays two. He hits two huge clutch shots against pretty good defense. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, but then again, the Celtics like they didn't piss away the game in that moment. They pissed away the game when the Mavericks didn't score for like four or five minutes, and the Celtics matched them by only scoring like once or twice in that four or five minutes. Um, yeah. So, so they really they bury themselves in other aspects of the game, and then they try really hard in the last three minutes to get back into it. But at that point, the other team's got the momentum and the rhythm, and you know they just end up blowing it. Um, the game against the Hawks, I didn't watch, but that was a disaster. The Hawks hit like twenty three threes, um, and the Pacers last night. I think the Celtics should have won by more. Um, the Pacers kind of got bailed out with some bullshit calls at the end of the game. Um, refs kept them in it, but Celtics held on. Powered through adversity. Jason Tatum, I think, had a deal with NBA 2K. Um, apparently, every point that Jason scored um, knocked a percentage point off the physical purchase price of an NBA 2K21 game. Um, yeah. So, if you want to buy a NBA 2K21 physical copy, you will get 9% off because he scored nine fucking points. <laughs> so, <laughs> you really. Jason, we can't have you going for more than 10. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. He and he played last night like he was actively trying not to score points. So, <laughs> um, now he, he got some decent shots. A couple looks just didn't go in. He went up for a dunk at one point and he hit the rim. Oh, Pretty embarrassing. That. Oh, yeah. But. That was um, that that to me really showed like this guy's legs are fucking tired. Like this guy's shot. Hopefully he doesn't yeah. play much in the All Star game. I don't think. I think him and Jalen just need a break. To be honest, I mean shout out to Kemba for picking up the slack last night and the rest of the bench guys. But they are like if you watch the team consistently, it's night in night out. Jason and Jalen are just doing basically everything they can to keep their team in the game. Um, while they don't get much help outside of that. Yeah. We'll see. Big next we'll three see. games for the All-Star break. See if the South yeah. can get above 500 or at least at 500. Well, before we get into the NFL, I got to make a quick pee-pee break. Okay, I'm going to heat up my coffee. Back. All right. All right, so we are getting into our NFL discussion for the week. Um, before we go back into the cap space offseason kind of preview aspect of the whole thing um talk about russ and deshaun watson's list oh yeah for who they would like to play for sean this watson. russell wilson thing is getting crazy dude deshaun watson i think yeah no russell wilson i think oh, russell this wilson, is getting out of control yeah. there seems to be a lot of smoke here um well one thing well we'll, we'll start with him i guess um so russell wilson said he hasn't requested a trade but if he mm-hmm. were to be traded he would like I to be traded to the raiders um god damn let me pull up the list again the raiders the cowboys the bears and there's one other team um i think it was the 
Saints. The, the, the Saints. The Saints. Yeah. It was the Saints. So it was the yeah. Raiders, I'm sorry. I'm, Cowboys, I'm looking at it right Saints. now. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys. Bear Saints. Okay. I I honestly and he's right now. There's a report saying that Russell Wilson thinks Pete Carroll and his sons answer to no one. Ooh, it's a lot of it's a lot of, a lot of smoke being. It's gonna so, it's getting a nice. This is a, this is getting a lot of traction because at first it was when it when these first like these Russell Wilson stuff came out, it looked like the Seahawks kind of squashed it. Mm-hmm. But now it's just coming back. Something happened. Something definitely happened between Russ and Pete Carroll. Yeah, the yeah, and apparently Russ like stormed out of a team meeting earlier in the year. Oh, yeah, it it doesn't sound good. So I would sell on him now. I mean, this is the thing when you know that the relationship is at a point where it's probably not going to be repaired, and I think the Seahawks should be smart enough to realize that. Uh, and you don't have a lot of draft picks or salary cap space to improve the team significantly, and you haven't indicated any plans that you're going to do what Russ says that you want him to do. You've actually indicated the exact opposite. You should just trade him and get the most value that you can possibly get now because it's not going to be higher than it is right now because no one was expecting this a couple weeks ago. So teams will definitely panic buy for sure. Um, you will no get a fuck ton of draft picks in the case of the Raiders and the Cowboys. You could get Dak Prescott or Derek Carr in return. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I think the Cowboys in particular are a good destination in terms of, uh, return value because you have a higher pick. I think it's a top 10 pick or somewhere in the neighborhood of a top 10 pick and you get Dak Prescott and you'll probably get two more first round picks at least so i would fucking i would jump on that if i'm dallas i would jump on that if i'm seattle no problem with having a young quarterback in dak prescott who yes did break his ankle but is expected to make a full recovery and uh and you have another pick to a top 10 pick to add talent to that team offense is already in a decent spot you could probably use some more offensive linemen like russ said but Top 10 pick definitely puts you in a position to select a pretty good one. Uh, your defense got a lot better down the stretch. Um, and you also lost your first round pick for the Jamal Adams trade. So I'd say, fuck it. If Russ doesn't want to be there anymore and all this drama surrounding the team, you don't want to deal with that throughout the whole offseason. You don't want to go into training camp and have the leader of your team not want to be there, which same thing with Houston. Yeah. So just... Get him out of there, bring in some new blood, see if you can work it out that way. There's a lot worse return that you can get if you just let this play out and it gets worse and worse and you have to get rid of him in a hurry and then other teams have the leverage. So, Also, there's a there's a report that's saying that Seahawks would take nothing less than three first-round picks or three first-round picks equivalent. So, Yeah, they should. That's I think that's good. Yeah, you get three first-round picks and you get a quarterback out of it. That sounds yeah. pretty good to I me. Think- Ultimately, I don't think Seattle's going to trade Russell Wilson. Probably not. I think this is all NFL teams are dumb. All leverage. This is all leverage. I think on the part of Russell Wilson and his agent, because and I think also it's a wake up call to Pete Carroll about like you're you will lose this team if you continue down your path. Because I really do think sure. firing Brian Schottenheimer was a pretty uh, rash move. Even though I th- I, th- I feel like I don't I think. <sighs> 
I don't know if I really agree with that firing as of right now, because I don't think the biggest problem with Seattle was the fact that their offense was predictable. I think it was the fact that they couldn't run the ball. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't have they didn't have their offensive line play was terrible. Like that limits immediately what you can do. And it just puts all the pressure on Russell Wilson to like to pull something out of his ass the whole time. The running backs were constantly uh, injured, injured, rotating, hurt. Like that's been the Seattle story for like the last three seasons of like, oh, we bring back like we bring back Marshawn. Then Marshawn, of course, he's there. I mean, he can't do much. He's like, what, the late 30s? Like they need a draft like some linemen and I think they can get like or sign like some a nice free agent running back. Yeah. Because Leonard Fournette, their if, problem. if they can get yeah. him for the right price, he would be good. Oh my him. God. That'd be, I think a perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. And also maybe, maybe what Pete Carroll's vision for the offense is totally not what Russ's vision for the offense is. So. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of discussion too about the, like the let Russ cook mentality which yeah. I don't know what's true and what's not in that sense. I mean, it's all such a there's so many mixed signals coming out of Seattle. Uh, it's really hard to kind of gauge reality from just what the perception is. Um, I don't know. I would trade him though. I would. It, you can get such a good deal for him now. He's also 32, and yeah. I know that we're seeing Tom Brady play until he's 44, and Aaron Rodgers is still killing it at 36, 37 years old. But with Russ, I I really like. You probably have, I mean, I, I doubt he's going to resign. It doesn't seem likely. And yeah. he's he's not getting any younger. I mean, sure, he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be great for another probably five to eight years. But you could also get someone younger and ride that train out. For sure. And I think this is a – you won't get much more for Russell Wilson after this year. I mean – yeah, again, you, sell high mentality. You can, Seattle can definitely sell Russell Wilson pretty high right now. Yeah, you learn, like, especially with the cap situation the way it is. You've learned that your team doesn't have enough to make it to the Super Bowl as currently constructed. It is not a yeah. Super Bowl contending roster, and you're stuck with that roster for like another year or two, probably until this cap situation gets sorted out properly, and and you can start, you know, bumping it back up again to the levels that were expected of it. Um, but the longer you wait on that, the more frustrated Russ is going to be. And it's just going to get worse sure. and worse and his trade value is just going to go down. So you kind of have to look at your reality and, you know, maybe if this pandemic didn't fuck up the cap situation and you actually had some flexibility to make the improvements needed to appease him and, and get yourself to a better place as a team and a roster, you know, it'd be different, but it, this is mm-hmm. not the world that we live in. So they should trade and, and get value and really start, um, planning for the future and planning for you know drafting good young talent when the cap space goes up, be able to extend that talent and you know make some noise there because right now the Seahawks I don't think are really close to contending for a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's it, they have a, they have a lot to fix. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just let them cut their losses or at this point. Hey, you know who's even further from reaching a Super Bowl? The Houston Texans. They are. They couldn't be farther away. <laughs> awful. They are a little bit farther away, um, and they they do have a young quarterback that I understand why they want to hang on to him, but he vehemently 
states that he still does not want to play for the Texans and yeah. does not intend to suit up for them, even though it could cost him a fortune to sit out 2021. Um, but money isn't everything. Money comes and goes. So um, he's got enough of a nest egg to survive, I think, for a year or two and let this whole thing play out. It'd be a real shame for the NFL. I think it's going to get to the point where the NFL has to step in. Yeah, I feel like the NFL is going to definitely – I feel like – if I'm Roger Goodell and like the head and the heads of the NFL, I'm immediately stepping in like right. I would say now, like I wouldn't be having meetings with Deshaun, having meetings with the Texans, like trying to come to some sort of conclusion, because I feel like the Texans have to move on on Deshaun Watson before the trade. I mean, before the draft or, or yeah. they have they have to because it's it's getting to the point where. Like you're the NFL is missing out on one of its best talents and Deshaun Watson and like the NFL doesn't want that because Deshaun Watson no. brings eyes and is like a young like he is a young black NFL quarterback like there is not a lot of those guys right like no. especially not with yeah, his luckily there's and more his and more potential. every year but yeah there's not still not the uh the predominant quarterback archetype yeah and I feel like I think I said it last week. I feel like Carolina is definitely his the the team that's I think I feel like is going to make the trade for the Texans. Did I not say too that they would come into the fold? Oh yeah, you did. I mean, they, they it looks like they're cutting players. Like it looks like they're creating cap space for that contract. I mean, I, to me, all the advents towards like Carolina is definitely I would say number one target for Deshaun Watson yeah. this season. And they have been added to his list. The Dolphins yeah. and Jets are on that list as well. Yeah, I so, would say the Dolphins. I would say Dolphins two, Jets three. Yeah, Panthers one. Yeah, you're. I mean, I guess if it gets you out of Houston, you go to the Jets. But and it's you know big market and all that. There's there's there are perks, but the yeah. Dolphins definitely in a better situation to win. And the Panthers, you know, you got the Carolina connection. Um, you have a good chance with Rodgers and Brady aging. You know that and Breeze mm-hmm. is retiring. You you got a chance to really run that conference in the oh, not sure. so distant future. So that to me is like the most appetizing thing is like if he gets traded to like any team in the NFC, like he he is priming himself for at least one Super Bowl run in the like next couple seasons. Yeah, because I mean you look around really and you will see like how Justin Fields turns out. It's possible that he goes to Atlanta. That's where a lot of mocks have him landing. Um, Kyler Murray, obviously, he's got a chance to develop into something special. Other than that, I mean, Russ, he could stay in the NFC, and then, you know, once Brady and um, Rodgers are out of the picture, he's got a good chance to go tit-for-tat with Deshaun. But like we just talked about, he's getting older. Deshaun has a chance to run things for like 15 oh, yeah. years. Deshaun's still in his 20s. Yeah. yeah, and he would definitely be – he's instantly um, – Chet, in my opinion, he's the – second best quarterback in the conference once he gets in behind Rodgers. So that's that's facts. He uh he you know, you will need to build up some more experience, you know, with deep playoff runs and things like that, but he's got a really bright future if he goes to Carolina. So I think that should be at the top of his list. I think Carolina should go all in, get him, pay the ridiculous price, fuck it. You know, you're not they're not in a spot where they can really draft a quarterback that's going to make much of a difference. Yeah, they're in like that. They're in no man's lane as far as the quarterback yeah. drafting a quarterback goes because they're like they're the back end of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Like 
everybody's saying like apparently like, there's a lot like I'm I listen to a lot of uh, draft podcast and and then I'm, I'm listening to a lot of draft conversations and like there's a lot of conversations like there might be like a run on like the first four picks might be all quarterbacks yeah i, I definitely That's, see someone trading up with miami to get quarterback and yeah. agree to, to get justin fields or zach wilson whoever's left yeah it seems more and more or like trey it's lance be I, i've seen a lot of people drafting up uh trading up to get trey lance i mean yeah there might be four quarterbacks that go in like the first four picks and maybe like five go in the top 10, which would like for that, that would mm-hmm. be a draft record. I don't think there's, I, I don't think there's ever been four quarterbacks taken back to back to back to back like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Mac Jones buzz is hot now. Um, yeah. And it also, it's a really good draft. It's a really good quarterback class. Like it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I know people are kind of shitting on Kyle Trask, but I also think that he has a future in this. Oh man. Too. He's a great day too. Ooh. If he yeah. goes to the right team on day two, Ooh, that'd be Just nice. Give him some time. That's it. I mean, he's. I don't think it's gonna happen because uh, you know the Bucks are all in and they're they're just trying to you know make the most of the few years they have with Brady. Uh, but what a fantastic developmental quarterback he would be behind Brady because a lot of the yeah. uh, knocks that they had on Brady are similar to the knocks that they have on Kyle Trask. Yet Kyle Trask has shown like you know more promising arm talent than even Brady has. Um, but you look at the things mm-hmm. that they do where he, you know, he's got limited pocket mobility is the big knock on him, but he's able to yeah. manipulate defenses very well with his eyes. Um, that's a, that's a pro skill that translates pretty directly. You know, that, yeah. that's, you'd rather have that. That just shows good awareness of what's going on and good understanding of the playbook. Um, and a lot of being a quarterback, a good one is not necessarily the athleticism and all that. Granted, that's great to have. But being able to break down a defense and trick them into doing the wrong shit so that your guys can get open. Once the NFL wide receivers get open, fucking you're good. So I, I think Kyle Trask is being undervalued right now. Uh, oh, I for sure. I wouldn't pick him in the top 10. But No, I'm, no, no, no. Yeah. To me, he's like a great, like, he's a, he's a day two quarterback. Yeah. And yeah, he's he'd, a, he'd be a great day two quarterback. Or even if you're Pittsburgh, why the fuck not? You know. Oh yeah, why not? Round one, whatever. Because it looks like like we were talking yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, but last week about how the Steelers like are sure are gonna should cut Ben Roethlisberger, but it looks like they're doubling down on Big Ben. Yeah, they're sticking <laughs> with Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, which is a big mistake. Yeah, but, <laughs> big mistake. Um, I mean, we're gonna talk about the Steelers coming up soon, but yeah, yeah. Well, we, we talked about them last week, I think. They must have done something to improve their cap situation because instead of being in the uh, fourth worst position, they are now slightly better. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. The, the draft will be very interesting with the run on quarterbacks. Yeah, I've, I've also seen that there might be a run on four straight quarterbacks. Definitely possible. I don't, I don't see it going down that way necessarily, Neither. but I think they are all gone by the top ten. Oh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like you could, I could, I'd put money on that Wilson, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields won't make it out of the top 10. Yeah. I feel I, very confident with that. My gut feeling is that Mac Jones jumps Trey Lance as well. Which, I don't know. If, and I, I don't necessarily I don't think about, that's, I don't think it's warranted, uh, but I think, oh, I, I think, think so it happens. Either, but, uh, I don't know, man. Sure. NFL executives are like way more racist than we give them credit for. So. <laughs> You're definitely right <laughs> on that one. It's just my gut feeling. 
Like I, I just want an old fashioned quarterback that can tip back in the pocket and has fair skin and da 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 da. So I think Trey Lance will end up having a, a good career, in my opinion. I like Trey Lance, but um, you know that there's gonna be an executive that like had like Mac Jones was, you know, the second or third best quarterback on their board, and the only ones that were ranked higher were Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And guess the theme. So yeah. It, uh, so. I guess we could do a couple of these cap situations. We are running long on the tooth, so we can get a couple in. Where did we? Did you remember who? Uh, where we, we left off on? We did New Orleans, Philly, and L.A., and then Pittsburgh. But like I said, Pittsburgh uh, must have made some moves because they're so, now not in as bad of a cap situation. Yeah. But Kansas so City is next. Yeah, let's do Kansas City, Atlanta, Minnesota. Let's do the Packers in Minnesota. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. So All let's right. Start off with the Chiefs. Chiefs, they are. Let's see. Spot Rack has them at eighteen million over the eighteen million six hundred fifty one thousand eight hundred seventy seven dollars over the projected cap. Cap. Um, yeah. That's with fifty seven players under contract, so they got some moves to make. You can't carry fifty seven players yeah. going into the year, so you're probably going to cut at least two million off of that. Um. Probably even a bit more because you'll bring in rookies and shit, and they'll cost less. So, so. I feel like the immediate you, we let's move towards is Sam, Sammy Watkins is a rest, is an unrestricted free agent, right? Let him walk. Yep, he is an unrestricted free He's agent. Walk. Let him walk. Let let him walk. Draft draft another draft another receiver or make a trade for a receiver. Um, I think you can they can definitely get a receiver to take a pay cut to come play with the chiefs which oh, is yeah. i think they're, like they're in like the rare position where teams would take a pay cut to play with them like you know who no i could doubt. see doing that is a uh, ty hilton oh yeah i think that'd be a good uh, yeah i think that would be good because i feel like he has a little bit more like yeah. he is a little bit more shifty off the line than sammy Watkins was yeah he's he's more of a legit like he's a guy that just kind of figured it out in the league he's had some injuries lately uh, and he's been paid too. That's Pat McAfee made that point on his show. Um, obviously, he's very close with the Colts. Um, and he's right. T.Y. Hilton has been paid already. Um, yeah. and he's a veteran guy that you can bring in. He fits what the Chiefs like to do. He is a quick receiver. Um, yeah, he can he can bring something to that team that yeah. would mesh with their style. And maybe you could bring in a guy like Des Bryant or something if you want that red zone threat. Uh, so they also need to bring in they need to get some offensive line help and yes well uh, to do that you're going to need to make some cap space because i feel like they could they're definitely have to sign some free ages but i think letting go of damian williams who missed who set out last season because of covid yeah that will clear up some two million Um, they have a lot of guys like that like yeah, the one thing they need to figure out is what's going on with Mitchell Schwartz's injury. He had a back yeah. injury or something like that, and uh, they don't know if he's going to retire or not. I think either way, I mean, you probably could cut him and, and draft a lineman in the first round. Um, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles pretty late in the year. He's probably not going to be available or very effective next year. Yeah, um, They could also restructure Frank Clark's contract. Yeah, which they should definitely consider. Yeah. Um, I would restructure his contract. See if you could. Oh, is is Tyron Matthew a free agent? Uh, no, 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 no. But they can extend him, which would be a yeah, very smart idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can also convert Pat Mahomes' money to a signing bonus again. You try to do that for Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek yeah. Hill. Try to save some money that way. 
Um, these are the Super Bowl favorites for next year. I mean, betting favorites at least. Um, yeah, they got to do some more work on the defense, yeah. but I think you can try to get some of that through the draft. Um, mm-hmm. You might be able to get some guys on veteran deals too. Like if Patrick Peterson wants to chase a ring, you might be able to convince him to come by. Yeah. Um, they're not in a terrible spot. The only thing that really sucks is um, just their two tackles. Yeah. Most likely Eric not Eric Fisher tore his, what, yeah, Eric Fisher, what, tore his Achilles. He's going to be yeah. gone probably till like, halfway through the next season. Yeah, and even then, he'll be, you know, still getting yeah. in shape and all that. So he probably will be a little bit of a liability. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl next year. No, I wouldn't either. I think, um, I think that they will most likely. I mean, they have a good chance to to win it for oh, sure. Yeah. They have as good of a chance as yeah. anybody. But there's going to be some stiff competition in the AFC. And um, yeah. if I'm any other AFC team, I'm investing heavily in my pass rush because we oh, saw yeah. how what happened. Sir? How yeah, how effective that was against them. Um. Yeah, that's what I think they can really do. I mean, they can cut a couple other guys and save like a million, two million here and there. Um, but I mean, really, it's just yeah, getting the cap space and then getting guys I want to chase rings. That's what yeah. I would do. They're and, it's crazy that they yeah. are such a good team, and they are in a much better cap situation than the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Who are so bad. It is weird. Yep. All right, moving on to the Falcons. They're $20 million on, uh, under the cap or over the cap. Is that how you say over the cap? Are they yeah, over, over the, the cap? cap. Yeah. I uh, SpotRack has them at $15.8 million or $15.9 million over the cap with only 39 players under contract. So that's really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like mm. you got you to gotta release Julio Jones. That would yeah. save you fifteen million right there. At least try to at least try to trade him. Um trade him for whatever, honestly. You trade him for a day yeah. two, even early day three pick, man. You don't need him. Nope. He's barely um, around. Yeah, and you have Calvin Ridley to me, who is a true he is a true number one. He showed that yeah. this season, no doubt. So he I don't is. think you're losing much for getting rid of Julio because you can just draft another receiver in the second round or sign yeah. a receiver. You could draft Jamar Chase if you want to. You could, yeah. Although I think I think the more because I mean they're saying that they're not going to trade Matt Ryan or Julio. You should trade both. Um, I don't think they're going to trade. I think that that Matt Ryan contract is a little too spicy right now. Yeah, it it probably looks a lot better next year. Um, yeah, that's. What, I think they, they he will eventually be traded, but I don't think it's happening this season. I think they're gonna write it out with him one more season, maybe draft. And I, I, again, I don't know if I like them drafting a quarterback so high. I think they could get there's some better value there at that pick for stuff that they need. Yeah, because they could draft like um, I, just, I don't know if they're gonna like a Micah Parsons on defense, like. Yeah. It really depends on them, though. It's like, do you really want to like make the moves to? Like, because when's I the next time like... they're going to be in as good of a position to draft a quarterback? That's that's another good. But again, do they really like Justin Fields? I wouldn't. Yeah, they have to true. be really sold on Justin Fields. Like, if they are like, like, I think the basic rule of every NFL executive is like draft the players like that you really that that you truly love as far as like just prospects goes. And do they truly love Justin Fields at that, like, what, four? Like, they're drafting four? 
Yeah. Do they really love Justin Fields at four? Yeah, I feel that's like they could, if they wanted to, they could draft a Kyle Trask in the second round. They could move back and draft a Trey Lance. Like they could, that's they fair. have some interesting moves because I think Matt Ryan's contract is he's going to be the starting quarterback next year, no that's doubt true. about it. Like, I feel like they could. I feel like they're in a similar position as, as the Dolphins as far as moving back because I think they can move trade trade back with the Eagles. The Eagles can move up and they can draft Justin Fields or whatever. And they, they can still pick up Trey Lance. Because I feel like, again, Trey Lance, Matt Jones, they'll be there if they move back. But, again, if they really do like Justin Fields, get him. Get him. But they also they, do um, They do have the luxury now of being able to kind of sit back and see what happens with all these quarterback stories going on in the NFL. Because, yeah. even like, this year it's Russell Wilson and Sean Watson, who may not even move this year. So then you could get on the sweepstakes next year. But even if not, there could be other guys that become less happy in their situations and they want to trade. Look, and then they uh, you know, what, get a, in on you know that. what a great situation would be if if San Francisco sticks with Jimmy G this season, they don't trade, they don't trade him, they and they somehow don't draft a quarterback. I mean, next season I would I would be shocked if the 49ers didn't make some sort of like trade for Matt Ryan or like the Falcons didn't want to like offer the Fal- uh, the 49ers a trade for Matt Ryan. Yeah. I'll be Just interested saying, to see how like... Jimmy G comes back, though. It's possible Jimmy yeah. G plays himself back into the point where San Francisco feels comfortable Maybe. with him. Um, and if he does, yeah, I think Matt Ryan possible. is a great backup for yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I think you're right. Yeah, hold on. Hold on to him for this year and see what happens. And, Don't draft a quarterback. Yeah, um, they, they have to restructure a couple contracts, too. I feel yeah. like they... Grady Jarrett needs to be reconstructed a little bit. Yeah. They can save six million. Can they Deion save money Jones. by cutting uh, Dante Fowler? Or they could save that. They, they wouldn't save that much. They'd save three million. Yeah, that's not really worth it. Uh, no, reconstructing him though, I think yeah, they, they could save six million. Hmm? They can save six million if they could just restructure that contract. That's, bit, so. that's pretty good. Yeah, maybe they should try restructuring Dante Fowler and hoping he. Comes their edge and I think here. Calvin Ridley is a f- unrestricted free agent next season, and I would resign him if I'm Atlanta, or I would trade him now. If Atlanta was like going full rebuild, trade Calvin Ridley for yeah. like the pizza. He he would get they get they get a nice little they get a lot yeah. of trade pieces for Calvin Ridley. I think they should uh they should hold on to him and maybe franchise. Him. Oh yeah, I would I would yeah I would definitely franchise him next season or re- just resign him to a nice contract. Yeah, but. They definitely. I think Atlanta is not in the bat as a bad position as we've seen with other teams like the Eagles, because I feel like I think last season they got fucked a lot by losing all those really close games. Their record was like terrible. Yeah, yeah. That, to their, how they really were. Their record. Their yeah. Their record wasn't indicate indicative of their like true kind of team performance. That offense is like that offense was really good, and I feel like, and again, I think that uh, signing um, Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley is definitely holding that offense back a little bit. Yeah, that was a bad signing. Um, Bad signing. Yeah, maybe in day two they can get a running back or something like that. That'll uh, help them out more. Or, but I don't. I don't hate the position Atlanta's in. I don't hate the position Atlanta's in at all. They were four and twelve, but they only got outscored by eighteen points over the course of the season. That's so. I I think they're closer to like a seven and nine, eight and eight team last year, but now they have a yeah. top five pick. 
Uh, they just unfortunately don't have a ton of room to make some maneuvers. But I think if you, yeah, yeah. the biggest thing to me that, and they said that they won't do it, but they really should. You got to trade Julio Jones because he's barely playing yeah, for you. That's the one point. thing they have to do is trade Julio. Yeah, and I that's maybe the they're saying they won't trade him because they want to try to get like the first round picks or whatever. That's probably not going to happen. No, um, they'll probably get some third round, second round picks for him, maybe. Yeah. Let's see how many but games has he played in? The, oh well, 2018 and 2019. 2018 he played all those games. 2019 he only missed one, but last year he missed um, seven games. So yeah. yeah, um, I think again, I think drafting Micah Parsons with that fourth pick, I would not. People are kind of overlooking that, but that's great value. Michael Parsons is a pretty high uh, sought after prospect in this draft. Yeah, he. I, people and are I, saying and I he think could that, be better than Devin White. Yeah, and I think that's like if the Falcons, because the Falcons need defensive help, like first for for first and foremost, and I think getting the best defensive player in this draft would definitely be a plus. So I could definitely yeah. see the Falcons staying put, not drafting Fields, staying at that four spot, drafting Michael Parsons. I, I think their best option, though, might be if there is a run on quarterbacks, um, trading out of the fourth pick. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I think and that's like stacking trading picks. back. Stacking yeah. Picks, yeah. With their cap um, situation, that'd probably be the way to go. Bill, like you can work on two timelines at once where you try to improve your team for the present, but also have one eye on the future. Yeah. So moving on to the Packers. They have their eleven million over the cap. On um, what is this? Huh? Overthecap.com. Spot rack has them at five point eight million over the cap. Possible they've done some moves. Um so and that is with fifty nine players. So they have they have some room again to cut some guys as well. Um, yeah. I would say, hmm. Can you restructure Zadarius? Billy Tunner. Get, yeah, I would, yeah, for sure. I would restructure Zadarius Smith. I would cut Billy Turner immediately. Yeah. Cut Billy Turner. Preston Smith, you could probably cut. For sure. I would save $8 million. So what, we're at like $10 million right now? Um, yeah. $10 million. So ooh. that's pretty good. I think. Let's see. Can you restructure Zadarius Smith to to save some money? Uh, I feel like it would be the smart thing to do, but again, he is an edge rusher, and that is a premium position, and if I'm him, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but you can convert some of this to a signing bonus that he still gets the same money. It's just yeah. it, it's up to ownership to decide. Yeah. I mean, for him, he probably doesn't yeah. give a shit as long as he's getting the same money. It looks like from yeah. Spot Rack, just their like, automatic base salary restructure, tool you could save close to five million dollars so that's good that that'll give you some more money um so i think in that case you can kenny clark kenny clark kenny clark uh he's got a huge dead cap hit though yeah um and that's that's actually a pretty good like uh yearly salary for him from what i'm seeing at least next year his cap hits only seven million um God, Mason Crosby, you're paying him four and a half yeah. million next year. That's oof. No, he's good. Rashawn but... Gary? 
Rashawn Gary. Mm, no, nah, you want to hang on to him because he's still pretty young. And that cap hits Restructure, not bad. though? Huh? Oh, you wouldn't even say that much by restructuring him. Yeah. But I think he's still on his rookie deal. That's the problem yeah. there. Um, I mean, they're getting rid of... Um, they're losing Aaron Williams to free agency. Oh, Jamal Williams, you mean? And Aaron, and yeah, Aaron Jamal, Jones? Yeah, probably, Aaron probably Jones, both. Yeah. Maybe they yeah, bring AJ Jamal Dillon. Williams back. I think they'll bring one of them back because A.J. Dillon is still on his rookie deal. Yeah, yeah Corey so Lindsley, he's um he's a free agent probably want to bring him back center um he's expected to average an annual salary of 9.7 million which they could probably fit in um they have already Josh cut christian Kirksey and ricky wagner and they saved it looks like 12 million dollars off of that 13 million yeah that's good um and I, th- I just think the packers just need more more weapons on the outside for aaron yeah I mean, I don't see them making enough room to get like a Will Fuller or Allen Robinson or something like that. Yeah, they're um, gonna definitely have to address it in the draft somehow. Yeah, have to which we've been saying draft. that for a while. Yeah, I feel like a guy who they can add at their at that draft position that would definitely f- insert himself into the offense on day one is Kadarius Tony from Florida. Ooh, that is a good pick. That would be a great pick because he is he is not a, he is not a Devonte Adams type of receiver. He's like a slot receiver, lines up very shifty. He has the make your make the first man miss type of speed and uh, footwork. That would be a dangerous if you got Kadarius Tony on that Packers offense. Packers would definitely be a better team. Yeah, offensively. And you've also you've got the because it's such a loaded wide receiver class and free agency and there's only and in the draft and there's only so much money you have a good chance to get good value you could even find someone in day two although if i'm if i'm the packers i i would really try to bring in a veteran that aaron Rodgers can work with um let's see you could get titans just cut um titans just cut humphreys so i can yeah Adam he, Humphreys, right? But he he's had a lot of injury issues and shit with concussions and all that. I'm just saying I, you can bring him in on the cheap. You know who just I saying. think he goes to? You probably he probably goes to New Orleans because he had his best years with Jameis. That is true. That so, is true. So I think New Orleans that brings him big. in on the cheap. Um, or the Patriots because he's a small white slot receiver. <laughs> All right, want to move on to the Minnesota Vikings and wrap this up? Let's do it. Let's okay, do it. the Vikings, another team that is in a bad cap situation, without being very good. They spot rack has them at seven million or seven point one million over the cap. Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, you restructure that Kirk Cousins contract. Yeah, I think he's gonna be your guy. Unfortunately, oh yeah, he's the, he is the guy. His cap hit is thirty one million. Yeah, so he is the guy. He is the guy for at least going forward this season. He is definitely the starter, and he's not. I don't think he's that bad, honestly. As far as no. if you, they, they, they're fine. He's one of the best just quarterbacks need a, in the fourth quarter last year. Yeah, what they need is like, I would just say some consistency overall. I don't think they're they're. I think they need some offensive consistency. As far as like, because I don't know for first quarter. I think first half production on like their offense was not great. I feel like they need to add some more weapons 
I don't even I don't even think that because they have Adam Thielen, right? And yeah, Adam I Thielen, think could, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you could try to those see guys are Adam Thielen's down for a restructure too. Oh yeah, I um, think he needs a restructure. Kyle Rudolph is probably someone that they could trade because Irv oh, yeah. Smith th- kind of slid into that role fine. Yeah, you could save like nine million by trading him away, or I think even cutting him, you're in an cut okay him spot. say five million. Yeah, yeah. I feel if like you can he's trade him. That'd cut. be great, but it's it's probable that no one's going to want to take that cap hit with the cap the way it is this year um so yeah you cut him you save five mil you're in a better spot um yeah you got dalvin cook um got justin jefferson yeah you maybe if anything you want to add some shit to the offensive line yeah um but you probably do that through the draft i don't think you necessarily need to break the bank and free agency for anybody um yeah. defensively is where they really need the help you need a they lost yeah. trey waynes and mackenzie alexander and it really fucked them up um yeah so they, they need some help they need some help there i don't know if they get someone they probably want to get someone in the draft and also sign a free yeah. agent um i would say i would put them in the edge rusher category as far as uh sure. first like a quitty pay i could see quitty pay going here gregory yeah. Rousseau. Like they need an edge rusher because they lost in last year to a, they traded in after trading for him. Um, yeah, I would say I would put them in like pass rusher need in the first round. Yeah, pass rusher would be a good pick for them. Like where they're at, they could probably get the best value by getting an edge rusher. Yeah. And then yeah, you probably want to if you're gonna make a you know clear some cap space, get get some comfortable comfortable cap room. Um, and then spend a lot of your money on getting a good starting cornerback, like maybe a William Jackson. Yeah. Um, That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about anyone. Else. I mean, Troy Hill, I think, is an underrated kind of guy, but I don't know if you want to necessarily spend a lot of money to bring him in. Um, I would. I would just go kind of push the chips in a William Jackson. Maybe get a good deal on an offensive lineman in free agency. Draft cornerback and offensive lineman day two. Yeah. Should be better. They have. Yeah, they should be better. Um, Because I don't see... They should... Because we all know the Lions will be dead last in that division this upcoming season. And the Bears... We're not sure what the Bears are going to do because they are still in... They're in talks for Deshaun and Russell, so we really don't know what's happening there. If if they don't, it's possible if Nick Foles is their starting quarterback that they will be the worst team in the division. But uh, either way, it looks like Minnesota and Green Bay are the only two teams with the legitimate hope as of now of making the playoffs, unless Chicago pulls a deal out of their ass. Yeah. Which doesn't seem likely. So that's it for the salary cap. We We got a lot more teams to do. But it's all in good fun. I think franchise players could have been franchise tagged i think starting this week and then yeah. free agency opens up like we said last week on the 15th of march so we still have a lot more time before then and still draft stuff is heating up i love hearing draft conversations yeah. so i'm not sure whoop, if whoop. anyone's gotten the franchise tags yet no um, i don't think so either but i think um, a lot of people are kind of waiting until the last minute to apply those yeah. tags um yeah. seems like chris godwin's gonna get one which I think is oh, a yeah. smart move I think, by the Bucks. Yeah, smart move. And he's already, I think he said that he was totally down to running back with this with this group of guys. Yeah, so. I think he gets it too. Like the, yeah. the money is going to be there. The Bucks just need to figure out what kind of money they're working with. But it definitely seems like no matter what, even if Chris Godwin got injured, I think the Bucks fully intend on bringing him back at a really good deal. I think he's 
the wide receiver of the future, whereas Mike Evans is the wide receiver now. Um, yeah. So they're they're gonna push the chips in. They're just gonna have to figure out how much money they have to work with in the future. Makes more sense to franchise tag him and pay him like seven or eight million less this year, and then you know sign that extension for beyond this year, and then that's when he gets you know his money. But they'll pay him. They will. They will yeah. give him what he deserves eventually. Yeah, for sure. I don't see him leaving. If, yeah, people could t- take him off the free, the wide receiver free yeah. agency market for sure. There's no way. Yeah, I think that their number one priority is just making sure that he's on the team next year. Then they they yeah. re-sign Levante David, the, the guy, the big name of their like free agents that are available is Shaq Barrett. That's a guy that I yeah. could see leaving. Um. Because he, uh, there's a chance that a team just comes out of fucking nowhere and pays him like twenty five million a year. And if Dolphins you're the Bucks, twenty two million dollars in cap. <laughs> yeah, and they very well could. The Dolphins yeah. have twenty. And if we don't sign, uh, if we don't sign, um, Desha- if we don't trade for Deshaun Watson, I feel like the Dolphins are going to be real in that trying to get a pass rusher, um, in free agency. And I think Shaq Barrett to me is on top of my list as far as pass rushers go. Yeah, I think he'd be a good. And so is Levant. I feel like. I feel like I would like to me that my number one wish of a free agent is a Levante David, but there's no way in hell like the Bucks let him walk. Yeah, the Bucks would rather let no Shaq way. walk than Levante. I think, yeah, at this yeah. point, yeah, because yeah, sure. the Bucks will look like edge rushers in the draft this year are also stacked. So the Bucks are in play to grab an effective edge rusher at the end of the first round, and yeah. they can probably sign. Honestly, it'd be, it'd be kind of ironic, but I could definitely see if Von Miller is cut by the Broncos. I can see Tampa mm. Bay signing him to a good deal. Oh, uh, another God, guy Nick. that has gotten his money. He's oh gotten God. his paycheck already. He goes into Tampa. He goes to try to get another ring. But it's funny that Shaq Barrett was behind him in Denver, and then Shaq Barrett may leave, and then Von Miller replaces him. That'd Dude, be interesting I definitely line. that I feel like that will definitely happen. Yeah, because you could get. I feel like Von Miller is definitely out of out in Denver. In my opinion, yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to want to resign. Yeah, and he his contract value is at an all time low, coming off of an injury, and um, you know, talking about uh, his child being aborted on Instagram. So, Ref. hey, you know, we signed AB. Hey, so fuck hey, it. signed AB, baby. I <laughs> yeah. think Tampa is definitely the spot for and Von that Miller worked at out. this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. as long as Tom Brady's there, I'm confident that we can uh, keep our shit together for a year, Von. Dude, how's that sound? If the Bucks lose Shaq Barrett but re- get Von Miller, ooh, yeah, you could get that'd be that'd be tasty. That'd be tasty. Think about it. you could get if you restructure JPP and then you re-sign Levante David and you sign Von Miller. You could probably, for the cap hit that Shaq Barrett will take, you'll probably get Levante David and Von Miller for the same price of one Shaq yeah. Barrett. I think that's just how you have to do it. I love Shaq, though. I would love oh, yeah. to see them work out a deal for him to stay in Tampa Bay. I think he fits really well on Todd Bowles' system. But if he wants to get paid, I, I get it. You know, no hard feelings. Oh, boy. That'd be, t- oh, man. I definitely, that. Von Miller to but to the Bucks. Ooh, that is that sounds like it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's kind of where you need to push your chips in, and then you can run it back with Sue and Gronk and all that, and you just and AB if he wants to stick around on a cheap deal. Um, you just get those veterans, and you kind of make the most of this window, and then you know, the future is the future, but the now is the now, and uh, they're ready to compete now. So you know, no problem with paying some of these older vets in their thirties. You know, that still have some juice left in the tank. Um, Go out there, get good value deals, and try to do it again. Yep. Well, I think 
that's gonna wrap it up for the week you got anything else you want to say to the people nope just uh more we're getting towards the point with this cap situation where i can't wait till we can we can role play as the bronc like the broncos colts patriots like all these teams who have like excess amount of cap space like the jaguars have 82 million dollars of effective cap space that is insane now that's a Shaq can't Barrett wait to do right that there. oh my god that is a Shaq Barrett that is a Levante David <laughs> yeah. like they are in market for anybody and everybody the only and hope the thing is- <laughs> only hope I have is that Levante is just like look I was on a shitty team for nine years <laughs> I don't really want to go back to that <laughs> that would that's my only hope yeah. Shaq Barrett he's yes. young enough he's like I don't give a fuck give me 26 million a year yeah it's gonna be hella fun coming up so just keep listening for the cap stuff because yeah. we still got a lot of shitty teams to get through but once uh hopefully next week we can get rid of all these teams in the red so we can yeah start i think we will um do we have the all-star break next week for the nba there will be the all-star game so there won't be as much nba to talk about hopefully there's no champions league um yeah, so maybe next, next week will be a big nfl heavy episode um especially yeah. as things get closer to free agency starting i believe march 17th is when shit really gets yeah cracking crazy so yeah we'll see what happens do we know how many people listen to this podcast do you have access to the metrics we're in the tens of people that is more than i thought that's about twice as much <laughs> as i thought that is really impressive we love you guys you know the high vertical army is clearly in full force spread the word see you We'll see you chumos next week.